0: It's time for Living Your Purpose, a motivational and inspirational podcast with Peter and Joyce Nielsen.
1: Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. This is Peter and Joyce Nielsen with Living Your Purpose podcast. I hope that you're enjoying this spring weather. My allergies are bothering me just a tad. The kids, their allergies are bothering them. But I hope that wherever you are, wherever you're tuning in, that the weather above you is cooperating and that there's a lot of sunshine coming from the inside and you feel good. That's what it's really all about. You know what, talking about feeling good, probably one of the most underrated but most important muscles in the entire body, which I really want to talk about today with you and with Joyce, is um, heart health. It's Our heart is a muscle. It's the most important muscle in our entire body. I mean, we get two arms, two legs, two nostrils, two eyes, two ears. We get one pump. We screw it up. We're dead on arrival. Done. Finished over. So, I mean, heart health is really important, babe. That
0: is. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. I mean, the phenomenon, it beats how many automatically when you're sleeping at night, and it's not even something that you, you think about.
1: We take it for granted. I mean, it's so God-given where no matter how screwed up we we are, no matter how much of lack of sleep we, we get, no matter how much we abuse our bodies, um, God has just perfected this amazing electrical system um, that creates this heartbeat that keeps us alive even when we sleep. When you think about it, I mean, these numbers are pretty mind-boggling. Every day, the average heart beats, expands, contracts 100,000 times, which is about 35 million times a year in our heart. Pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood per day. And check this out. If a person's blessed and they're 70 years old, um, and in that lifespan, the average human heart beats more than 2.5 billion times, that's with a B. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, when you think about those numbers, I mean, whether we're excited, whether we're tired, whether we're energetic, whether we're bored, whether we're sick, whether we're going for surgery, our heart has to beat. And it beats a whole lot in one's lifetime. And I'm just, I'm just blessed that I have a healthy heart. And, you know, and we'll talk about later just on how a lot of times people will, shoot themselves in the foot by drinking too much alcohol or starving the most important muscle, your heart, when it comes with um, oxygen from smoking. I mean, it's my, I lost my dad at 49 from smoking and drinking, and how he died was congestive heart failure. Um, so the heart is so precious, and we need to take care of that one model year that, um God has given us.
0: Yeah, and so some of the benefits, I guess, speaking of having a healthy heart and taking care of yourself, you always hear about cardio, workouts, and what are things that you think that would be good?
1: Yeah, I I think that the first thing is that people need to understand is that when you do cardiovascular exercise, whether it's in the form of a treadmill Walking, elliptical machine, biking, jumping rope, um, anything—swimming, tennis—you're um, strengthening your heart, and it increases your VO2 max, the ability to absorb more enriched oxygen. So it increases your endurance. And then I think the primarily the primary reason that most people, unfortunately—and I say unfortunately—most people. Overlook the benefits of what I just said, and they're more concerned with burning calories and fat, but if we're diligent at the breakfast lunch and dinner table and we're not gluttons, um, (laughs) we could enjoy cardio and burn fat calories, strengthen our heart have more energy to do things with the people we love. Um, So yes, the fringe benefit is to burn some extra calories and to facilitate burn some fat, and cardio will do that, but that shouldn't be your main primary reason. All I know is I want my heart to beat as many beats in this lifetime um, for as long as it possibly can before God takes me home. If we're gluttons and we're eating fat and we're just doing no exercise, that muscle is going to atrophy it's actually going to break down it's going to not work as efficiently so it's very very important to know that if you take care of the most important muscle your heart with proper nutrition with not abusing it with stupidity and by doing exercise it's really really going to help you
0: People always think about training your bodies to be in better shape, but a lot of times you don't think about training your heart, and it's so important, And but a lot of people don't really understand, I guess, what that is, and, and how do you determine
1: that? Yeah, great, great question. When you're putting together an exercise prescription, and I've done that for over 30 years at all my health clubs, um, it's called your training heart rate. And the best way to gauge your exercise intensity is to see how hard your heart is beating during physical activity. So to use this method, you first have to figure out what your maximum heart rate is. Um, And how you do that is you calculate your maximum heart rate um, by taking 220 minus your age. Once you have your maximum heart rate, you can calculate, as you just said, which is very important, your training um, heart rate zone. And that's a, a level in which your heart is being exercised and conditioned, but not overloaded, not overworked. And the American Heart Association generally recommends a target heart rate of for moderate exercise intensity. 50% to 70% of your maximum heart rate. And again, that would be taking, say, 220 minus your age, and then you would say times that by whether it's 50 to 70%, and that basically then would be your training heart rate zone. For moderate exercise intensity... Um, you know, it would be more at, say, 70 to 75 for vigorous exercise intensity from 75 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. Now, if you're not fit or if you're just a beginner in exercising, you want to make sure you stick with that lower uh, end number for your target um, heart rate zone. And if you're healthy and you want to exercise, At a vigorous intensity, then opt for the higher end. I recommend staying between, especially for beginners or people that are looking to lose, facilitate, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds uh, and they haven't exercised for a while. I recommend staying between, say, 65 to 75 percent of your maximum heart rate. And, And then really lastly, to calculate to calculate your training heart rate zone. And again, you know, doing this on podcast or radio without me being in front of a blackboard, uh, I will post this on my social media, you know, on how you can calculate your training heart rate zone. But step one is, like I mentioned, is to basically take 220 minus your age, which is going to get you to your maximum heart rate. Step 2 is calculating your heart rate um training a zone say between 60 to 75%. The calculation is as follows. Is you take 65 you know you you, you take 60% uh, of your maximum heart rate, and you times that by 0.6. And if you're looking to get to 75% of your maximum heart rate, then you times that, you times your maximum heart rate um, by 0.75. And then write down that so that you can have, you can have a zone between, say, 60 and 75% of your maximum heart rate. And now you can wear a polar heart rate monitor. You can you can truly keep an honest person honest. You can you can you can measure it so that it's going to beep if you're you're not in your zone. Um, if you go too high or too low, um, it's going to start beeping. So it's a really wonderful way to determine this. And I will post on Peter N Nielsen. Um, calculating your training heart rate zone so you can understand and you could put these numbers in. it'll be kind of like a cheat sheet for you
0: what are some exercises do you think to recommend for people that don't have a lot of fancy heavy equipment and they want to get their heart rate up there Um, just some daily and weekly activities
1: I think one of the best forms of exercise that anyone can do if they're healthy enough and they have a pair of legs that can move can walk walking is the best exercise you need to make sure that you have the best piece of equipment for walking which is a good pair of walking shoes uh, cushion socks um, make sure that they have cushions so that there's a shock absorption system. If you're not used to walking, you can get shin splints, which is inflammation in that shin bone. Um, it feels like you literally have fractures in there. And if anyone who um, has ever had that, you know, it is a lot of pain. But when you're walking, there's there's really kind of three things that I would give you as an application before we get into even other forms of exercise is you should be doing cardiovascular training after your weight training to burn more fat people may say why well and a lot of people do their cardio before and it's okay to do five minutes of a warm-up before you start doing weight training or, or different stuff but You have something called uh, muscle energy in the form of blood sugar. Once it gets into your muscle bellies, it's called glycogen storage. You got 90 minutes worth of work. Follow me. If you're working out, you wanna save your muscle energy for working out your muscles with strength training. So if your workout is basically, say, an hour or say 50 minutes, then you utilized almost an hour of that, say, you know, 90 minutes. So then you have maybe another 30 minutes worth of muscle energy. And I understand something. It's coming in the form of glucose, which is coming in the form of food that you've just eaten. Maybe you had oatmeal. You know, maybe you had a bagel. Maybe you had cereal. That's broken down to blood sugar, glucose. Pancreas releases insulin. And fat, it then transports that in the form of glucose um, into your muscle bellies, uh, literally. And that feeds your muscles with energy. Once you start depleting that after your strength training workout, then what's the next source of fuel you're going to be burning? The fuel that you have excess of. For most people, it's fat <laughs> so so then, within fifteen minutes of of doing say your walking program, your biking program, whatever you're going to then be utilizing fat so you could be the CEO of your body. You could determine where and how those calories are burnt It's a beautiful thing. knowledge is power, so again, just to reiterate, do cardio after your weight training. If you want to burn more fat, the frequency is an important element here. Five out of seven, and the big word here, consecutive days a week, you want to be doing cardiovascular training. Find out in medical science, because as Joyce was saying, your heart beats while you're sleeping, so it's constantly working. And you need to, we're finding out in medical science, it's better to do consecutive days Five out of seven. So Monday through Friday, rest on the weekend, start all over again. And then the next important word is duration. Um, you should be, the gold standard is 45 to 60 minutes each session. Now, I don't care if you do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes mid-morning, 10 minutes during your lunch break, another 10 minutes at night, get it in, journal it, document it. And then lastly, the the, the third most important word after you have frequency, duration, is intensity. I mean, you shouldn't be able to whistle or talk to your friend while you're walking. You should be hyperventilating to the point where you're panting. If you're not, then you're not you may be burning some calories, but you're not going to be putting enough resistance on your heart to condition your heart, to increase your VO2 max. So your intensity should be trained at 60 to 70 percent of your maximum heart rate just explained how to do that 220 minus your age you get that number you times that by either 60 percent or 75 percent and you have your training heart rate zone. I know that's a mouthful, (laughs) but but cardio is so vitally important.
0: It is. And I, myself, I enjoy bike riding over walking sometimes or even a, a mix of a jog and a walk together. That's also good, and I notice we have a mini trampoline also (laughs) in our yard, so what's up with that? You know, and and
1: I've used that for television like two years ago, and a mini trampoline is great um, cardio, and and for many reasons, it's low impact, it's great if you're recovering from a knee, a back injury, Uh, it improves your muscle tone, I uh, guess it's weight bearing, it improves your balance if you just had, God forbid, a stroke or your equilibrium is off. And for a person 150 pounds, it burns 160 calories in just 30 minutes. And biking, you know, in 30 minutes, a hundred and fifty pound person will burn 150 calories, but you need to be at 70. RPMs, revolutions per minute. You know, and then you got jumping rope, which is one of my favorite. And jumping rope, you, you burn 12 calories per minute, 720 calories per hour. You can't buy that. Boxers do it. Hockey players do it. But but we kids do it. But we as adults, we think, oh, it's, it's too childlike. Well, I challenge each and every one of you. Take your favorite song on your, you know, on your iPod, uh, a, a song Maybe it's just three to five minutes. I challenge each and every one of you to try to jump rope just for three to five minutes. I love to hear how you have done. Now, if you're not coordinated and you're having a hard time, you know, (laughs) going in three circles, once you get to the point where you can do it, I don't care how slow it is, try to do it for three to five minutes. It will blow your mind for many of us, we are sucking wind. It is humbling. It is not just for children. It is not just for boxers. It's for anyone that wants to condition their glutes, their hamstrings, their calves, their core, burn tons of calories, and guess what? Have more VO2 max, more enriched oxygen in the blood, more endurance, and guess I mean, it costs $5 at Walmarts. What are you waiting for? (laughs) You know, and another thing that a lot of times people don't do is they don't warm up or they don't cool down. And when it comes to cardiovascular training, warming up gradually revs up your cardiovascular system by raising your body temperature and increasing blood flow to your muscles. And Warming up may also help reduce muscle soreness and lessen the risk of injury. And cooling down after your cardiovascular workout allows for gradual recovery of pre-exercise heart rate and blood pressure. I have heard these stories, and I don't want you to be a statistic, and simply said do not, if you're on, you know, and it's bad weather and you're on an elliptical machine or a treadmill in your house, do not, do not get off of that treadmill if you're doing four miles an hour or more because um, FedEx is there or Amazon is there or the doorbell rings or your phone goes off. Do not do that, especially if you're on a beta blocker, a calcium channel blocker, a blood thinner. All that blood is going to pool in your legs. You get off of that treadmill. Your heart is going to be under tremendous stress. You can get lightheaded. And for people that have underlining cardiovascular issues, you can have a heart attack. So please be careful before any form of cardiovascular exercise. Go to your cardiologist. You know... We get in our cars, we get them tuned up every couple of years, the engine light goes on, you know, we have stickers in our windshields on when to change the oil, and yet we have this most magnificent machine called our body. We have one heart, one pump. Take care of it and make sure before any new exercise program, if you haven't exercised for over a year, Go to your cardiologist for a simple, you know, EKG uh, for maybe a a mini stress, um, you know, test Uh, in any one of my health clubs. Before anyone started, we did a, a step test, which is a mini stress test. And it's it's basically having you go for three minutes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, you know, like, say, a two foot box. And um, you're not jumping, you're just walking up and down, up and down. And then we see on how high your heart rate goes. And then we allow you to stop. And then we see on how long it takes for your body to recover to its resting heart rate. The best thing to do to establish your resting heart rate, get up in the morning, alarm goes off, freaks you out, calm down for a few minutes. Then take your pulse for, you know, say 15 seconds, times that by four. That's your resting heart rate. A good resting heart rate should be anywhere between, you know, 65, 75. The more you get into cardiovascular training, the more, the more your muscle is strengthened, the lower your resting heart rate is going to be. So to go back to what I was just saying, the recovery. From your high end on those steps and then getting off, how long it takes you to get back to your resting heart rate is going to determine how conditioned your heart is. If you start tomorrow morning and you do this and it takes you a minute or maybe even two, let's say two minutes to get from where your maximum heart rate was from doing that three-minute box or doing that exercise um, to get to your resting heart rate. Every week, document that. When it starts going from two minutes to a minute and a half, to a minute and 15 seconds, to one minute, to 30 seconds you need to congratulate yourself because the most important muscle in your entire body is getting strengthened it's getting conditioned just the way a bicep or a tricep or a quadricep it gets conditioned it gets bigger it, it has it's more dense it has less fat in it has less fat in it you have more circulation you know i mean i'm very passionate about this because It's so important to um, understand that we take our hearts for granted, you know. And I'll just go back one more time, babe. It's like for people that are smoking, you know, I mean, smoking is the leading cause of doing heart damage because you're literally starving, starving your heart. With oxygen and you know you're you're taking these beautiful balloons these these lungs and you're creating inflammation irritation um, that will limit and once it has mucus in it or once your bronchial or your lungs start getting even mini scarred or calloused it doesn't have the circulation that it did cardiovascular training can get your life back I don't care if you haven't done it for 30 years or your entire life if you start doing it you'll be amazed that within one month not only will you have more endurance to do the things you love to do with your family uh, but you'll just see fat just literally rolling off of you takes 3500 calories to lose or gain one fat pound If you did cardio and you burned 500 calories a day, within seven days, you just lost 3,500 calories, one fat pound out the window without even going to the gym by just doing simple things that Joyce and I were talking about, mini trampolines. Uh, jumping rope, swimming, tennis, shooting hoops with your kids, taking hikes, walks with your family. Not only are you going to have more quality in your life, but you're going to have more intimacy. Intimacy you see. Spending more quality time instead of playing ridiculous games on the computer or just watching... <laughs> stupid television, even though television is a big part of my life. I mean, you could get addicted to just watching news of just depressing garbage going on. Instead, get your buttocks off of the couch. Start doing these activities with your family. Not only will you have more quality in your life, but you truly enjoy the family that you love so much. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what else to say, and sometimes people get upset with me because they think I'm preaching, but I'm just loving on everybody.
0: Yeah, I love our family adventures but just swimming in the pool or walking through the neighborhood, bike rides. I mean, sometimes we have to pry them out of their rooms right. to do something to right. get out of that mode, but everybody feels better afterward and it's
1: beautiful Healthy
0: lifestyle choices and regular
1: exercises i mean right after this i mean we, to that. right we were talking about like what, what do we what do we want to do? do the kids have the day off mm-hmm. what do we want to do we want to go bicycle riding we want to you know play basketball in the in the yard do, do we want to take a hike and go walking you know so it's just it's a beautiful thing and this weather is great i will um you know, post that on our social media. How can people get in touch with us, baby? You
0: know, we'd love to hear your questions. You can reach out on social media to Peter and Nielsen or email at peter at com.
1: Yes, and uh, again, we enjoy just loving on each and every one of you. I, I hope that um, whatever you're going through, you know, life is, is somewhat like a roller coaster. It, it throws uppercuts at times, and it's, it's it's how we react to those circumstances everybody has them some people they shrivel they get paralyzed they get stuck in that moment they become the victim they end up rereading rewriting that same chapter over and over again and that's their character and um then there's other people that will use that moment in time, that devastation, that hurt, that betrayal, that loss, um, that terrible moment in their life, they'll use it for rocket fuel. And it will just um, compel them to be that best version of themselves, mind, body, and spirit. It will catapult them to be the person that God destined them to be. That's my hope. That's my prayer for each and every one of you today, is that we all go through stuff. Um, It's not, it's not if, It's when, but it's how prepared you are. It's how close you stick together with your family, and most importantly, how you lean on God. I'll leave with this, and it's the story of my life. When I am weak is when he is strong in me. Don't be embarrassed on being broken or being weak. That's when God rolls his sleeves up and he becomes the mighty God that we all need. Until next week, it's Peter and Joyce, Living Your Purpose podcast. We love you guys. We love to hear from you. Talk next week. Bye.